morning, everybody, and welcome to the first ever edition of the Highlander News Podcast. My name is Nick Monroy, and I will be your host this year. A little bit about me. I'm a senior at McLean High School. I'm originally from Philadelphia, and I can't believe that I'm actually doing this. For the last three years, I've been in the journalism program here at McLean. As a freshman, I did broadcast journalism. Then I started writing for the Highlander News Magazine. I've written pieces on retiring teachers, local businesses, on a jeweling epidemic. And at the end of my junior year, I wasn't really sure what was next for me. And a few days before school ended, my journalism advisor, Miss Benedict, came up to me and said I was listening to a podcast on the way to school, and I thought you would be the perfect guy to run it if we did it for the Highlander. And that was just an offer that I couldn't refuse, so I took it, and a few months later, here we are. So I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in. We really appreciate the support and look forward to what this year has in store for us. One thing I certainly don't want this podcast to become is a very boring, you know, the typical high school announcement show. I want to keep it to talking points instead of this robotic script and and keep it real because the way I see it, people aren't listening to this show for the news. I mean, if you wanted to, to get your news, get your information, you'd listen to NPR, you'd watch NBC, ABC, CBS, something like that. My hope is that people listen to this show for the people who come on, for the insight, for the conversations that we end up having. And and I really hope that you watch and you listen for us. Now with that little spiel out of the way, let's jump right into the show. To get us started, we're going to kick off the show with a segment we like to call Outside of Mactown in 90 Seconds, which takes a look at what's going on beyond the color-coded hallways of McLean High School. Paul Allen, owner of the Portland Trailblazers, Seattle Seahawks, and co-founder of Microsoft, passed away on Monday afternoon from complications of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. He was 65 years old. A federal judge has dismissed Stormy Daniels' defamation lawsuit against President Donald Trump. Daniels sued Trump in April when he suggested that she had lied about being threatened to keep quiet about their alleged affair. Friday Night Lights may finally be coming to Alexandria, Virginia. The Alexandria City Council has approved an ordinance which would allow for stadium lights to be installed at the high schools in the area, something which has never been allowed before. The debate mainly surrounds Parker Gray Stadium at T.C. Williams High School. Arlington County is trying to reconfigure their school boundaries, but they are getting quite a bit of resistance from residents in the area. In an attempt to deal with the massive overpopulation of schools in the region, APS has proposed new district lines that cut neighborhoods, and in one case, even an apartment complex, in half. The school board will be having a public hearing on the topic tomorrow. Going off that last story about Arlington County, it's kind of crazy to think about because every 10 years, the country does a census, and you can get a lot of data and a lot of information out of that census. The last census we had was in 2010, and if you look at the data, the three richest counties in the entire U.S. in 2010 were number one, Loudoun County, Virginia, number two, the city of Falls Church, Virginia, and number three, Fairfax County, Virginia. Arlington County was number 11, Stafford, Prince William, Alexandria, and Manassas were all also on the top 100. 
Northern Virginia is one of the most affluent places in the entire country. And to be fair, it makes sense. All of these towns, these cities, these counties are less than or just about a 30-minute drive from Washington, D.C. If you go on Zillow, the real estate website, right now and search for houses in McLean, Virginia, the very first listings that come up are houses for $11 million, $7 million, $10 million. Why? Well, because wealthy people live here, senators, lobbyists, people who have money to afford mansions that are worth millions of dollars. Now, that's not to say that Northern Virginia is, is only millionaires. I can personally attest to that, but a very significant portion of the population here is is pretty well off. And, and the reason I bring this up is because for all the millionaires, for all the, the million-dollar house listings, for all the census data you can look at, schools here in Northern Virginia are lagging behind in renovations and are enrolling far more students than they can handle. The overcrowding problem has exploded in the last few years at Fairfax County Public Schools and it gets worse and worse with every new school year. For the last four years here at McLean High School, for example, the incoming freshman class has been one of the largest classes in the history of the school. Every year they break the record the previous class set. You know, just this year we had new trailers installed at the outdoor basketball courts. We, we have teachers who don't even have designated classrooms because there's simply not enough room in the school anymore. And from a student's perspective, we have hallways that are so filled with human traffic jams and the odds of being stuck shoulder to shoulder with other students without any movement grows with every second you spend in your classroom after the bell rings. We have a broadcast elective that's making news packages every few weeks about how overcrowded McLean is on the WMHS News Channel. And we have articles every single year about it in the Highlander. This is a real problem that's affecting McLean. McLean High School hasn't seen a major renovation in years. The last large one was to add the second floor green and yellow hallways to the school. And if you look back at pictures of McLean from 10 to 20 years ago, and if you look back at the yearbooks from the 1990s that are scattered around the school, it really does not look all that different. This is a situation we find ourselves in for a lot of reasons. And one of the main ones is, if you want something done, you need money for it, obviously. And, and being a public school, one of the only real ways we can get money is from taxes. But time and time again, Fairfax County has refused to raise taxes and has failed to act as this problem has gotten bigger and bigger. And for that reason, you see dozens of schools in this area in particular, Langley, McLean, and Marshall are all overpopulated. As a member of WMHS News, a few friends and I made a video on the proposed Fairfax meals tax from 2016, which was, if you didn't know, a 4% tax increase that would go to, among other public works, increasing teacher salary for faculty of FCPS schools. Now, a lot of restaurants in the area were against the tax under the argument that it would detract from sales, and sure enough, after a pretty big smear campaign, the tax didn't pass. Now, this issue is very complicated, and, and this is just one lens to really look at it. You know, there's no one person to blame. There's no easy black and white solution. It, it would be really easy to say that, that the way to fix this is just to write a check to every school in the area, to renovate all the high schools in the county, but even places like Marshall High School, one of the schools that we mentioned, is one of the most well-funded in the area. They have a ton of IBs, a ton of academy classes, so obviously they get a lot of money pumped in and they still face overcrowding issues.
this is a problem that takes a lot of moving parts to fix. And the reason I bring this up is because today, the Highlander News Magazine released their first issue of the year, and the cover story, the in-depth, is about overcrowding in McLean High School and Fairfax County Public Schools. It's a fantastic story. Jack Stenzel, Maria McHugo, Jeremy Siegel, Alex Mendanis did a Great job. Hopefully we can get them on the show soon to talk about it. And I truly recommend you go grab yourself a copy. They're all over the school. Or you can check it out online at thehighlandernews.com. Yeah, I didn't think we were going to tackle such such a big topic in our first episode, but this kind of just fell into our lap, and I, and I said we got to cover it. And the point of this and the article that's in the Highlander is to open up a dialogue uh, to to a topic that deserves a lot more attention than it's getting, uh, because it's it's just not as sensational as some of the other stories that you might hear, but it is arguably far more important than a lot of those things because this is something that affects students on a day-to-day basis on a class-to-class basis that could be significantly detrimental to student success and could significantly alter the future of Fairfax County public schools and other schools in the area and it is something that needs to get addressed soon to get this corrected and to fix this problem. We've dug ourselves into a pretty big hole and it's gonna take a lot of work to get ourselves out. But now that we've gotten through the big J journalism stuff, we can move into some lighter topics. It is time for Highlander Hype. On Highlander Hype and Student Section Open, we look at all things sports going on in McLean High School so we can pack every single set of bleachers with Highlanders cheering on our athletes. Today, cheerleading competes at District Finals at South Lakes at 6.30, and freshman JV and varsity volleyball play at Herndon. Tomorrow, October the 17th, Cross Country takes on Langley at Nottoway, and freshman and junior varsity football play South Lakes in Reston. Then for the big games this week, Thursday Volleyball plays their biggest game of the season with Change Bridge Cup points on the line versus Langley at home at 7.15. So let's pack the gym. I promise you, you will find me there. Since my freshman year, this has been one of the most exciting games you can go to for any sport. Uh, And and the volleyball team has been working exceptionally hard this season uh, with a brand new coach. So let's make sure that we get everybody we can to that game because it is going to be a fun one. Also, the McLean Varsity football team plays their final home game of the season against the South Lake Seahawks at 7 o'clock on Friday for senior night, where senior players are honored and celebrated for their time and dedication to the program, and it's going to be a great time as well, so let's keep that streak of capacity student sections for football games going and make sure we have everybody there to cheer on and celebrate all the seniors who have been working incredibly hard for football this year. And a quick shout-out to McLean Varsity Field Hockey, who had four players receive all-district honors. Jenny Eady received an honorable mention. Elizabeth Corvari received second-team honors. And Natalie Hendrick and Heather Geisler both made first-team all-district. So congratulations to them. For all this information and more, be sure to follow at MHS Hype Squad and at McLean Athletics on Twitter. In major sports news, the NBA season kicks off tonight. My team, the Philadelphia 76ers, will play the Boston Celtics, and the Golden State Warriors will be taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder. This is going to be a fun night for basketball, a ton of storylines, a ton of possibilities, and a ton of hope for all 30 NBA teams. It is going to be a great kickoff to what I think is going to be a great year. McLean is filled with diverse people and different personalities, and one of the shining examples of this is school counselor Greg Olcott. 
Known for his jokes, bow ties, and wildly popular Instagram page, Mr. Olcott is one of the most familiar faces in the halls at McLean. Yet few people really know all that much about him, which is why we here at the Highlander News Podcast caught up with him and got to know a little bit more beneath the surface of McLean's favorite school counselor. Welcome back to the Highlander News Podcast, and for our first episode, we have our first guest, Mr. Greg Olcott, school counselor, is joining us. How are you, Mr. Olcott? Awesome. Thanks for having me. It is a pleasure to have you. Really excited. You are a pretty big, big name here at McLean. <laughs> if you, if you, I, I, that's the way I would put it. I think you're a pretty big force in the McLean community, so I want to ask, what were you like in high school? Were you very involved in clubs and sports? What, what were you doing? What was Mr. Olcott doing when he was in high school? All right. Starting off strong. Um, so my school was a little bit different than McLean. It was upstate New York. Um, not as diverse as McLean. Um, I played lacrosse. I was fairly active in the beginning part of my high school career with my church youth group. So we would do a lot of sort of community projects. We would go on um, trips. We actually went on like a conference to Atlanta to talk about sort of some of the activities and the organizations we participated in, be it food drives, helping out at shelters. Um, But in terms of actually in the school building, I played lacrosse. I think I did key club for a little bit. I have much older siblings that also went to the same high school, so they tried to tell me what, what to do, and I did key club, but I wasn't a f- fraction um, as involved as you or the vast majority of students here at McLean are, so this place is pretty pretty tremendous. Would you say in high school is where you started to get an idea of, wh- of what you wanted to do? When do you think you, you started to, to get, this, get this idea that you wanted to be a, a school counselor? In high school, no. In high school, I, my older brother's a veterinarian, so when I was young, I, he was, you know, my idol, and I wanted to be a veterinarian. Um, that quickly left the realm of possibilities, just because of sort of some of the some of the some of the grades I got and some of the schools uh, that I would be applying to. Um, so I went into undergrad as a pharmacy major. The first couple 8 a.m. organic chemistry and environmental biology classes just kicked my tail, and I wasn't quite ready for that. I was young. I should have probably, in hindsight, taken a gap year. I was young. I was 17. Um, I think a gap year would have done me well. Um, Once I realized pharmacy wasn't going to happen, I switched to accounting because I always loved math. Then once I sat in a couple accounting classes and I was balancing ledgers, not talking and making mistakes over decimal places, I realized that wasn't for me. Um, I had always worked at, worked in an inner city pool in New York as a lifeguard for years, and I really enjoyed working with the kids there. So I figured I would switch majors again to psychology and early childhood development. Um, and I graduated with a double major in those two, those two subjects. Um, and it wasn't until then I, I went and I taught abroad for a year after, after undergrad, and I was, you know, going all in with teaching. I wanted to be a math teacher. Um, so I came back and got a job in Montgomery County. They call them IAs here. Over there, they call them paraeducators. So I worked in special education as a paraeducator, working with students with various disabilities. Um, and it was while working in the classroom with some of those students that I realized that I did not want to be a teacher. I didn't want to be 
uh, I didn't want to have to manage a classroom. I didn't want to have to grade papers. I didn't want to have to worry about discipline in the classroom. So in those years that I worked, when I was thinking about getting my master's, I saw that a lot of the students that I worked with who struggled pretty significantly in school, where would they go? They'd go to the school counselor. Who could, after flipping chairs and flipping desks, who could walk into a room and have one of these kids cool down? The school counselor. So that got me thinking, and then from that point on, I um, applied to get my master's in school counseling, and the rest is history. So you didn't start at McLean. You started at Forest Oak Middle School, right? Forest Oak Middle School, yeah. So how'd you, how'd you land that job in Montgomery County out of, out of all the places you could have gone? So my, fir my first job as a long-term sub was at Oakton High School. I was in on long-term while one of the counselors there was on maternity leave. And back then they had different hiring timetables. Technically I was still in the system of Montgomery County Public Schools and they started their hiring process early. So I applied to some jobs over there, uh, even before Fairfax County had their job fair. Um, so I got offered a job at Forest Oak. And at the time I lived over there, at the time I lived in Bethesda. So it was a no brainer um, to accept that job, even though at Oakton they thought there might've been a job available, I just couldn't risk that. So then I worked at Oak, then I worked at a Forest Oak starting in the summer of 2012. So from the start, you've been very active in in the McLean community. It seems uh, I believe you came in my sophomore year, and since then everybody has has kind of known who you are. What motivates you to be such such a big face in the community? Because as far as I know, you're one of the only counselors. With an Instagram, a Twitter, you're keeping students updated all the time. What what motivates you to to, to do all that? So this is, you were more aware than I am, but this is a very sort of high stress environment, and I think sort of behaving in a certain way, modeling a type of type of vibe, a type of energy can have pretty far-reaching impact. So I'm not saying that people here other than me have bad energies, but if, 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 I, can, if I can come and just be a sort of a positive, laid-back energy to sort of at least a tiny bit de-stress you all, because you, you guys are maxed out all the time. Go hard, 100% all the time. And that's great. You're motivated. You're driven. But I like to as best I can, sort of establish a, an environment, be it in student services, be it just around, that makes kids at least, I don't know, smile, feel chill a little bit more, feel relaxed a little bit more before you jump right back into AP Gov, blah, blah. So that's, that's, that's why. And I'm big, I'm loud, I like to laugh, I like to tell jokes, I like to to uh, build rapport with students, um, and so you put all those together, and it's kind of a kind of a, a perfect storm of, of you know weirdness at McLean. <laughs> so, kind of like what you were just saying, the jokes on the news show, the your tiki board challenge, the celebratory <laughs> acceptance into college post on your Instagram for your students. Where do you come up with this stuff? Where where did you where did you get the motivation to to do all these all these things? So the jokes on the news show I used to do back in Forest Oak. Um, Forest Oak was way different than McLean, but you know, humor is valuable regardless of 
you know, who you're telling it to. Back then it was middle school kids and they thought it was even more corny and they, you know, but now I, I need to get back on it this year. Um, I slacked last year towards the end. It's good to tell corny jokes and laugh and have a good time. And the, the, the Tiki torch or the Tiki torch, the Tiki toss um, my mother-in-law gave that to me, and I never set it up at Forest Oak, and now it's hard, and even administrators have been trying it, and, and students like to do it, and so that's just fun. It's just take a, take a step back and go do something enjoyable or corny or goofy, and then the college celebratory thing, that was definitely a collab with the rest of the student services department. Miss Venice set up that, that photo booth, and we brought some swag in, and, and you know, kids like to be celebrated. Y'all are a phenomenal group of young people, and you need to you need to get some get some good energy going back towards you. So, in the last few years, McLean has had a pretty big focus on on mental health and mental wellness, kind of what what you've been talking about. And you've 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 taken charge um, on that initiative. Why do you think or more, I, I guess the, the better question to ask is, what does mental health mean to you? It doesn't have to be with students. It doesn't have to be anything professional. But what, what does mental health mean to you? So I think mental health is a massive thing that um, comes from many areas of our lives. Uh, school impacts mental health. What you do outside of school impacts mental health. Um, what you've been given genetically impacts mental health. Um, there's this, it may be cliche, but there's this, you know, the argument over nature versus nurture and what, what plays more of a part in mental health. And it's, I listened to this book last summer or sometime and a really good phrase was said, it said, uh, nature loads the gun and environment pulls the trigger. So you have students and people, myself included, who have you know, family history with mental health struggles, uh, chemical, like, imbalances. And then you have things that happen in our environment, in our, in our surroundings that can either really exacerbate those issues or can sort of be a positive force. And so I think it's important for us to, as educators, as adults, working with students who might have family history thing going on, might not. But either way, trying to, trying to have our students be involved in positive behaviors and positive activities and encouraging them, praising them, um, challenging them, trying to build them up so that they can be successful down the road because, you know, if, if you're so, if you're, at, if you're at 100 right now, as a 16, 15, 14, 18-year-old, whatever, um, because of things you do voluntarily, because you overdo yourself with this, because you overdo yourself with that. In the next 10 or 15 years, life's going to be significantly uh, more challenging than if you kind of waded your way into real life. Because right now, you can control a lot of the stress that happens around you as you get older, you control uh, less of it because you have other things to worry about, other things. Your, your parents get older. You can't control that. You might have kids um, and they get sick or you have to just be responsible for them. Um, you have to pay bills. You have to worry about loans and houses and stuff like that. So if you can 
learn how to manage stress at this age, you're going to be more well prepared later on in life to, to deal with that. And unfortunately, too many times students overwork themselves and take too many hard classes or don't sleep enough because their AP tests are coming down. So it's just, it's, mental health is a massive thing. There's no, enough can't be said. What's awesome is that we go to a school that, or you go to a school, I work at a school that, that understands the importance of teaching students about it. When I was in school, no one talked, it was taboo. No one talked about it. Everything was pushed down. Now we want y'all to talk about it. Let's chat. Let's chill. Let's, let's talk about some of the challenges you're going through because I guarantee you I'm also going through those challenges and I would like to talk about those as well. So uh, just like what you were talking about with mental health, you're also um, one, of the, one of the main figureheads for the Big Mac McLeadership program. Is there any initiatives or any any topics that you would like to start at McLean that maybe isn't getting the attention that you think it deserves? Through McLeadership or something on Just top of that? anything, anything. So, I, I mean, programs like that are very hard to get off the ground, um, especially when there are so many phenomenal organizations and clubs here at McLean already. One of the best things that um, that we have here at McLean that can be made bigger um, is source of strength. I mean, you don't need, there are so many of these great programs that have been, that have been researched and shown to be effective in communities and schools. Um, it's just tough when you have a school like McLean with so many phenomenal programs always going on, sources of strength. It's, it's growing slowly, but I think it's a program that is incredibly valuable um, that we just need to get more buy-in with um, from all students and staff and, and people in the community because it's a fantastic, it's a fantastic organization. I don't know, in terms of like organizing something myself, I would just like to... <laughs> implement like uh, you can only take six classes a day and then one period or six, six classes on your schedule and one period you've got to do something to take care of yourself be it personal fitness class be it a yoga class be it a mindfulness class be it just go chill and you're not allowed to do any work and you listen to some cool groovy music that's I don't know that's but that would never fly not here in McClay <laughs> I think a lot of people would be Maybe. behind you. Let's go. That, let's chill. On, Come on. on that, uh, on that <laughs> idea. So you've made it through the big J journalism questions. We got those out of the way. Oh now it's time for some of the fun stuff. Mm. So uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but there is a website called Rate My Teacher. Oh boy! Um, I, and I, it I, is, okay. and uh, you know, high school students, college students can rate oh, uh, what they think their teachers are like uh, on a five-point scale. And then they can add a little comment about that. So we actually went. On your rate, my teacher, and good news, you're at a 4.33 out of five wow. stars. Okay. The McLean average is a 4.12. Okay. So you're above <laughs> average, um, and you have two written reviews. Oh boy. So there's one good. That one's all right. So the first <laughs> one is um, this student, anonymous student, rated you a 3.9, and their comment was he was 30 minutes late for a meeting. Okay. And this was in September of last year. Maybe you remember it. No. Um, but still, uh, 3.9, so pretty good. And What's then, that, like a B? 
Yeah, B minus? Probably like a B. I'd Word. Say. I'll take it. So, um, and then you also have another one, which is a five. Yes. Five out of five. And the comment was, he literally remembers and cares for you. Awesome. Would you say that's pretty accurate? I try. I mean, I try my best to remember students' names uh, ever since I started as a school counselor. Um, there's a power in remembering people's names. There's a power in calling people by their names. Um, you know, that's something to remember as you, you know, when, when, when someone addresses you by their name, hey, thanks so much, I'll see you later, Nick, or thanks so much, oh, thanks, Nick, I appreciate that. That it, hearing your name makes you feel recognized, it makes you feel valued, so I always try to do that and remember my students' names. 30 minutes late for a meeting, that's, I mean, that's not that bad. 30 <laughs> minutes these days, it's, the, you know, so that's fine. Whoever wrote that, I apologize for being 30 minutes um, late to your meeting, our meeting. Uh, I'll do my best to make it happen, but I appreciate the feedback. All right, so now all we got left is the rapid fire. You just give me your first take <laughs> on these on these next few questions. Okay. Don't worry, there's no, there's nothing tough. Okay, pretty easy, and I'm hoping we can get through this without without the bell ringing on us. So let's get started. Busiest hallway during the transition period. For me, right by the activities office, that blue hallway down the ramp is a nightmare. If you had to choose this year's homecoming theme, what would it be? Uh. Beach theme, chill. Reggae? <laughs> if you uh, became McLean's new principal tomorrow and they're throwing out the Highlander, we have to choose a new mascot, what is it? Oh my lord. Um, oh, a bulldog. <laughs> the better school color, red or gray? Red. Worst drivers. Seniors at McLean, juniors at McLean. Juniors. Favorite subject while in high school? Math. Least favorite subject while in high school? English. And top three tips for seniors who are finishing their college applications right now? Top three tips. Uh, make sure you spell check everything and read your essays to yourself and out loud. Um, don't wait until 11.59 on the the eve of the due date and just know that wherever you end up next year you will do great things so be easy on yourself mr alcott thank you so much for for dealing with us for this first episode i'm sure we'll look back on this at the end of the year i think it's it's a little rough but we'll see we're very glad that you were able to join us thank you so much yes sir Again, thanks to Mr. Alcott for that fantastic interview. There were a million things we wish we could have done for this first episode. And the only thing that's stopping me from making this into a five-hour radio show is that we have a ton of time left this year for dozens of more episodes, dozens of more stories and conversations that I'm really looking forward to. So with that being said, from the bottom of my heart, I hope you enjoyed the inaugural episode of the Highlander News Podcast. We hope to see you again soon. This has been Nick Monroy. Have a great day, McLean.